Is HDR photography bad? Is it okay to use it or is it cheating? Hi and welcome to episode 112 of the Photography Explained podcast. I'm your host Rick and in each episode I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 10 minutes-ish without the relevant details. What I tell you is based on my lifetime of photographic experience and not Google. Well, there is a bit of Google in this one, so thank you Google. Before I go on, I need your help. I need your questions to answer. More on this at the end, but please have a think while you listen to this. Now let's continue. Here is the answery bit. HDR photography is a technique which helps photographers capture more data in the lights and the darks of a photo. HDR photography uses images taken at different exposures which are merged together in post-processing. HDR photography allows photographers to capture a broader range of tones, but still not as broad as the amazing human eye. HDR is high dynamic range. HDR photography is not cheating and not a bad thing. And yes, it is okay to use it. I do. Okay, that was my answer. Now I'm going to explain this whilst bracing myself for a barrage of, um, well, negativity. More on that in the talky bit. Let's stick to the photographic facts. First, what is dynamic range? Well, there are many definitions of what dynamic range is in photography, relating to tones, contrast, ratios, values, light intensities, highlights and shadows, lights and darks, blacks and whites. So much. Adobe say, rather helpfully, dynamic range is the measurement between the maximum and minimum values that can be perceived in an image or video. Now, quite like that one. Wikipedia, on the other hand, says dynamic range is the ratio between the largest and smallest values that a certain quantity can assume. It is often used in the context of signals like sound and light. Not that helpful for me, but always worth checking. And that is, of course, applying to dynamic range to global thing, not just photography. So I've given you a few definitions. What does this actually mean? Well, <laughs> shock news, I've done some research to help me explain this simply, factually, and of course, correctly. This is all factual. Let's not forget that. This isn't conjecture or anything. This is real, actual, factual stuff. Actual, factual, quite like that. So here are some real world examples of dynamic ranges. The human eye, about 21 stops of light for the average human eye or pair of eyes, I guess. Me with my eyes closed zero stops. Me with my eyes open? Well, I would imagine a lot less than 21 stops. Just saying, I'm not known as being the most observant or perceptive person. Which is a shame considering photography is my chosen thing, isn't it? Sorry, let's get back to reality and factuality. Factuality, an even better word. So dynamic ranges. The best cameras, about 14 stops of light. My Canon 6D, around 11 stops. My Olympus EM5, around 10 stops. And my iPhone XS, about 12 stops. Now, the human eye, 21 stops. 21 stops is actually a massive range. Massive. And my Canon 6D is nowhere near it. I'm sure that there's a more modern camera that's got um, more than 14, but it's not going to be much more, and it's certainly not going to be 21. And there's more. There's, there's more to this. The amount of dynamic range depends, of course, on the content of a composition. The ISO also has an influence on the dynamic range that you can capture. The quality of the data varies too. So the 11 stops on my Canon 6D, they're not all at the highest quality. I'd say 8 to 9 stops are, and then at either end you've got a reduction in quality. So it's not that straightforward, and it actually gets even worse in the competition against the, the humble human eye. 
or the wonderful human eyes, I say. And of course, the number of stocks quoted above, they're all in optimum conditions. When are the conditions optimum? So many complications, so many other considerations. It's not a case of black and white, (laughs) pun intended. I haven't used that one before. All right, but I am going to stick to the important bits. The bits will help us as photographers. So that's the facts. A camera cannot capture in a single image what the human eye sees. HDR photography allows you to capture more of a range of lights and darks than we see with our own eyes. Not that we see. Another error. It's more than we can capture without using HDR, but it's still nowhere near as much as the human eye sees. And that's it. It's not that complicated. We just need to stick to the facts. So how do I create an HDR photograph? Well, it sounds complicated, but it isn't. It's nice and simple. You take three photos. You take one the correct exposure. You take one underexposed, you take one overexposed. What I, well, I'll come on to that. How do I create an HDR photograph? Simple. Take three photos. One the correct exposure. One two stops overexposed. One two stops underexposed. Merge them together. This is how I do it. And I use Lightroom to merge the photos together. And no, you can't tell I've done it. Nobody knows. Nobody knows which of my photos I've done this to and which I haven't. I nearly said believe me then, but I stopped myself. And you can also do this entirely in camera. This obviously depends on the camera that you've got. I can't do it in camera on my Canon 6D, not in RAW anyway. But in some cameras, you can do this and you get a single HDR photo, which is a photo with more of the lights and darks in it. Because to be honest with you, well, I'll get on to the creation of the HDR photo in a minute. I want to give you a practical example. This is a justification for the technique. Not that I need to justify myself, but hopefully this will get the point over nice and simple. I'm photographing the interior of a room on a sunny day. There's a lovely view which I want to capture. My Canon 6D will not be able to capture the bright contents of the window as well as what is in the shadows of the room. And all the bits in between, of course. So those are the two ends of the scale. So what do you do? If I expose to get the window right, the room's underexposed and you can't see it. If I expose to get the room right, the window will be blown out so you lose the view. So I use HDR to get both ends of the scale, which in this case is the content of the window and the dark bits, the shadows in the room, or the darker bits, everything else in between as well. So that's the point of it. In this situation, two stops overexposed will give me some detail in the dark parts of the photo. Two stops underexposed will give me some detail in the window. And it looks natural because you're not doing anything, are you, other than changing your exposure. So I don't see what's wrong with that. And there is a hidden benefit. HDR image capture, it gives you more latitude and less chance of getting the exposure wrong. I mean, sure, you still need to use the right camera settings, but the extra two stops either way help to get a good exposure. Or reduce the chance of you getting an incorrect exposure. Okay, you might be new to this. You might wonder why I'm being so um so hesitant. Why why do people say it's wrong? Well, back in the day there were awful artificial grungy looking photos. I completely get that and I agree completely that those were wrong. And I did that bad stuff myself as well. But done carefully to produce natural images with more lights and darks with the best intent, I do not see a problem with that. <laughs> I've actually scheduled in another episode to answer the criticism I'm expecting from this room. No, you shouldn't do HDR. HDR's cheating. You're not a real photographer. You'd use HDR, blah, blah, blah. It's going to happen. I guarantee it. So what? So why do I say it's not cheating? Well, I don't know why it is cheating. If someone did this in Photoshop using layers, would we call that cheating? If we did this using brushes in Photoshop, would anyone complain? No, they wouldn't. All we're doing is we're... we're 
being clever. I mean, it's fine for me, but for some reason, HDR is cheating to some. The talky bit. HDR photography has had a bad press for many years. This goes back to the early days of HDR photography, when there were all those horribly overprocessed, grungy photos. There was a process called tone mapping, I seem to remember, where software did all sorts of bad stuff. And yes, I can say that because I was one of those people. I've made those grungy, overexposed photos. And rather worryingly, I loved them. <laughs> Thankfully, I've learned. So why is it okay then? Well, done properly, all you're doing is gathering more of the lights and darks in a scene. So what can be wrong with that? Somebody tell me what is wrong with getting more of the stuff that's there. So in the example above with the room with the window, this could be adjusted in Photoshop or other software. But using HDR, you're correctly exposing for the window. You're correctly exposing for the majority of the room. And in the darker parts of the room, you're capturing those as well. So you're getting three different exposures because you need to. And you're merging them together. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now, if I had a camera that could capture 21 stops of light like the amazing human eye, I would not need HDR. But the fact is this. A camera cannot record the same dynamic range as the human eye. Fact. A bit of a digression here, but if you think about it, and I don't know why I say if you think about it, because it's really an unnecessary phrase, isn't it? But if you think about it, isn't the human body amazing? 21 incredible stops of light we can see. And, and as humans, we can't make a camera that replicates that in one photo. That's pretty amazing to me. But HDR done badly is wrong. HDR done well is so fine that no one would ever know. One other thing. Well, I... I don't think that high dynamic range or HDR is a helpful term anymore. It does not reflect what is actually happening and it implies things that it is not. What would I call it? I'm not sure. I've just thought about this now. High dynamic range. It's, it's more like extended range, isn't it? Or or a technical improvement to make photos better because the cameras can't do it automatically. It's not so snappy, is it? Extended range? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Or next episode, I'll talk about a different way of describing it, which is less pitchforky. I'll have a think about it. I just carry on using it, though, and not tell anybody. <laughs> That's the best plan, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no one else knows or cares, to be honest. Clients don't care. No one's ever said to me, is that HDR? No one's ever said anything other than they love the photos or they don't. That's all people care about. All people care about is what they're looking at. They don't care about the bit behind it, how you got there. So you do HDR properly and it's fine. Trust me. Okay, so it. <laughs> I've written a little note here, which I wasn't going to say, but I'm going to, I'm going to read this line again. No one else knows or cares, to be honest. This is just an unnecessary argument within the world of photography. And that's right. It's right, isn't it? You don't hear anybody else going on about photography being wrong or anything, blah, blah, blah. Outside of photography, no one gives a stuff. No one cares. No one's interested. Does your photo look natural? Yes or no? If it's a no, maybe there's a why coming. If it's a yes, we move on. Yeah. And what would you call it, dear listener? What would you call HDR to make it sound more acceptable if we were going to rebrand it? What do I do? Well, I use HDR all the time. It helps me capture the range of lights and darks in a scene. I do not need to worry as much about the exposure and it reduces the chance of getting an under or overexposed photo. And the benefit of this to me is it helps me concentrate on the composition. I don't need to worry about my exposure. So when I'm on a shoot, a commercial shoot for a client, I've got two things to think about. 
where I focus and what the composition is. Everything else is all sorted for me. It's nice. It makes my work much easier to do. I use HDR and make no apologies for this. What do you do? Let me know. Big takeaway. HDR photography is merely a technique to capture more lights and darks. It is that simple. And there is nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong at all. Related episodes. Check out the episodes page on the podcast website to find out what I have spoken about so far and especially the last 10 or so episodes which have all been about camera settings. So I've been a bit camera setting centric, haven't I? Next episode. Photographer Explained Podcast Episode 13. I'm sorry I tried to talk about HDR and I take it all back and you're all absolutely right. It is wrong and we shouldn't be doing it because it's cheating. Just kidding. Episode 113. Exposure bracketing. What is it? How can it help you? This is the logical next thing to talk about and I wasn't going to say this now but I'm going to say it anyway. This is a way of doing HDR without saying you're doing HDR. Don't worry. It will all make sense. Join me in the next episode. Get your question answered. This is what my podcast is all about, answering your photography questions. So please get in touch with your question, and not only will I answer your question, but I will give you a lovely shout-out on the episode, which has to be nice. Just head over to photographerexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start. Okay, I'm done. Thank you for listening to my small but perfectly formed podcast. To find out more about my podcast and do stuff to help me, check out the podcast website, which is photographerexplainedpodcast.com. Dot com. This episode was brought to you by Ham and Mayo Sandwich and a bag of Smoky Bacon Crisps. Very nice. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening to me and for giving me something above 10 minutes issue of your valuable time and I'll see you on the next episode. Cheers from me, Rick. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, Straight Talking Advice for Beginners to Get You Making Money Quickly and Build a Career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.